You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Podcast. This is episode number 308. Is that right, Dakota? 318 of East Central's favorite podcast. Uh, I'm Jeremiah Morrill, uh, joined by uh, cross-country uh, coaching prodigy, Zach Burcham, uh, and my forever co-host, he just shakes his head in modesty, and my forever co-host, Mr. Dakota Davis. What are we doing today? Today's episode features your candidates for the Newcastle City Clerk Treasurer position. They are Miss Ashley Huffman, who's the Democrat running for office, and then Mr. Corey Button, who's the Republican running for office. We're going to be talking to them first off about their backgrounds, their education, work experience, things like that. Tell us why they're running for office, and then we're going to get into the budget and their role in that, their uh, projected relationship with the uh, mayor, new or incumbent, and then we are going to talk about transparency in the office and then the other administrative tasks that go into the clerk treasurer position because there's some things that you might not know about, and if you want to hear them, make sure you stick around until the very end of the show. This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes it'll provoke you, other times it'll make you laugh, but hopefully you'll always learn something new. Uh, if you are a patron uh, of this program, uh, first of all, we thank you very much. Uh, secondly, I think you learned a lot this time. It was very educational, very informative. And patreon.com slash liberty. that's where you can go to listen to it. That is where you support the show on a monetary, yes, on a monetary basis every month. It starts out at $5 a month, and it goes up from there. But you get access to show notes before the show starts. You get access to a Facebook group that is exclusive to you guys. You also get access to a 20-minute bonus episode that we do before every show, and we talk about whatever, no holds, nothing is off the table. And we also make our candidate guests sit through that part of the show. So you get to <laughs> or listen we let them to participate, them depending upon which side of the awkwardness you want to be on. And if you want to know why it sounds a little awkward, eh, you can go check back, check it. Uh, it's all Bowman's fault. It's all entirely Andrew Bowman's fault. Uh, Got to say thanks to our special sponsor uh, for the candidate series as well. Returning again, I think for the uh, the fifth time now, uh, Wyland's Flowers uh, right here in Newcastle, Indiana, and uh, new sponsor Slick Pickle Sanitation are uh, are the ones we have to thank for the uh, for the special candidate series sponsorship. But then we also have a few thanks to make for the uh, the $50 and over a month patrons. That's right. $50 or more a month. You get a shout-out at the front of every episode. And those folks, Mr. Jonathan Phillips, um, Mr. Anthony Meyer, and then Miss Christy Avery. Thank you to those folks especially. All right. Uh, so let's, let's, uh, let's get to know our candidates a little bit here. So on, uh, on my right, uh, and if it's a podcast, you guys could just imagine that she's on my right. Uh, is Ashley Huffman. She is the. Uh, Hello. This is an open seat, right? There's no. There is no incumbent now. 
uh, in, no, in the Park not. Treasures. Or, or there is, but there's not. There's, it's going to be a new one. It'll be new. It'll be a new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's start with you, Ashley. Tell us about yourself, your your history, your background, and uh, what uh, whatever you want folks to know. Okay. My name is Ashley Huffman. I am happily married to Aaron. Hi, Aaron. And we have four beautiful children and a grand grandson. I like Dakota's shacket. That's what you call it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shacket. I like the Dakota's. Term. There you go. And is that um, like a shag jacket? <laughs> a very, shirt, a shirt and a jacket. Very oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I just had to say that. So um, I am an ERA integrity real estate agent. I am also the payroll admin for our awesome city. And what I said last week is a fun fact about me is I am a dance fit instructor down at our Y. Um, I think April knows that. So dance fit on uh, Mondays at 430 if you want to join us. And I graduated from Newcastle, class of 92. I got my bachelor's in business from IU East. I ran the Big Brothers Big Sisters program for over 11 years. Uh, that's one of my proudest things, writing grants, winning grants, programs still going strong, things like that. Am I missing anything? You want to know why? Yeah. Are we doing why? If you want to. We okay. Can, and we can always circle back to it as well. Okay. Well, I'll just go. So the reason I decided to run for clerk treasurer is because being in the city position I'm in right now, I knew there was a need for it, and I noticed the duties and the qualifications, and I'm like, okay, this this is my thing. This is what I do, the budgeting, working with others, real big on working with others, like working with the board of directors, working with um, the department heads, things like that. So I just thought, I, I got to go for this. I think I can do a really good job. All right. Uh, and Corey, you go by Corey Wayne Button, correct? Well, that the, is- that's what the sign says. Well, I made it official, the whole thing. I've never been a fan of either of my three names, so why not embrace it all? So, full thing, Corey Wayne Button. That's, you don't that's go how by, it is on the ballot. That's you how it's going to appear on the ballot. You don't go by any aliases, Corey no. Wayne Button? No. All right. This is it. I mean, you can just call me Corey. It doesn't have to be the full thing. but All right. So, t- help us help us get to know Corey Wayne Button. Well, I moved here about eight years ago with my wife, Shiloh, who was at home watching with the children. Four of six that are still at home, two are grown and out on their own. So I've got two of them checked off the list. Only probably another 18 years before I can get the rest of them out. But one day I'll get through that. Uh, Yeah, I moved here uh, eight years ago. Well, I moved here officially seven years ago. I came out here eight years ago through a job promotion. I am currently the commercial manager at AutoZone here in town. I have many, many duties in doing that. I've probably changed a lot of your batteries, put in wiper blades, light bulbs, etc. tested your car. You've probably seen me if you've been in there running around like a chicken with my head cut off because uh, it's a lot like plate spinning. There's a lot of things going on all of the time. I uh, have to manage quite a bit. People, um, budgets, uh, look at profit and loss reports identify trends through the reports, adjust my business accordingly to that. And uh, all of those skills I would like to bring to the office of the clerk treasurer. Um, I'm running because I saw that no one was running for the position. I've been following politics, going to the council meetings, uh, getting to know the candidates, supporting the candidates. And it just kept saying no candidate filed. 
And I kept asking myself, why isn't anybody running for this? Because this is an important position. I mean, it's essentially the, the money manager of the city. You have to keep track of what gets spent, what comes in, taxes collected, fines, fees, levies. Those all collectively come together for what our town uses to do things to make the city a better place. And if no one's going to do that, then I guess I'll step up. So in and to help help the audience understand, I think so the incumbent is Brett McRider. Yes. And she was filed, and then I think during the filing window, she uh, had she a change withdrew. of heart and yeah. withdrew from the race. Uh, and I don't know that either of you were expecting that to be the case. So normally people have a little bit more time ramping up and coming into an election. Right, right. Uh, but in this case, I think by July, I think there had to be a decision made for each of you to get on uh, the yeah, ballot. Yeah, by the beginning of July, yeah. uh, there was – we didn't even have primaries because no one was challenging anybody inside either party. And at that point, there still was no candidate filed for that. So it came down to the wire, and I think it was June 30th when I went and filed. And I even asked at the office if it was still an open seat. And, oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't until a few days later that I called them, and they said that Ashley had filed. And I actually got on the Secretary of State of Indiana's website, and it showed that she had filed like a few days before. <laughs> so I don't know why they told me it was still open, but <laughs> well, I figured smooth sailing. The Republican one was still open, right? <laughs> yeah. It was. It, it yeah. was. It was. All right. So tell me, Corey, since we're, we're talking to you, tell, tell us about how you perceive the role. The, you know, you, you, you describe that you have a full time job now. I, I looked and this to me, I, you know, that it's a it seems to be nearly a full time role or that yes. it, 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 yes. I, I don't know how it couldn't be. So, yes, this how, is a full time job and I will be resigning from my position. Uh, I've spent 12 years with the company and worked very hard to get to where I am. But I believe that helping out my community is more important, and if that's a sacrifice I have to make, then I will. Uh, I I understand that it is a full-time job. I can't do two things at once. I, and city budget, the city finances, that, that is something that requires a lot of attention, a lot of focus. It's not something you can do on the side. It's not a part-time gig. It's something that should be the sole focus of whoever is elected in that position. All right. Um, and Ashley, how do you – 10,000 foot view. How do you view the role? What do you, you know, full time? Is it a, a number of hours you think that need to be committed to it? What help oh, us we, understand? Oh, it's absolutely full time. But um, I also feel like it's a leadership type position where it's, it's not just the clerk treasurer. There's a team in there, you know, working with a team who does understand, you know, the claims that come in, the bills that come in keep things going with, hey, I think this is due. We did this last month. There's there's a whole team. And you're also um, kind of the mediator, the gel, if you will, with all the department heads. So you're helping with all that as, as the team. And so I, I feel like it's a leadership-type position. You're kind of the faces, a face of Newcastle. And, um, yes, it is definitely full-time with your team. And the, the clerk treasurer, the clerk's office, is in charge of hiring um, a lot of those ad- administrative positions. How, do you know how many, I mean, this is off the cuffs, uh, wasn't expected, but do you know about how many people are in the clerk's office for the city of Newcastle? How many employees are there? Yeah, there's four. There's four? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yep. I had no idea. That was just my yeah. own personal education. Yeah. All right. So 
you're responsible for paying the bills and essentially administering the budget, right? Uh, so the, as we've gone through this process and we've talked to county council candidates, city council candidates rather, they tell us, hey, the mayor submits a budget and then they vote it up or down. What role does the clerk treasurer have with the budgeting process? And is it, okay, those two parties agree to it and then the clerk treasurer then administers or how, do, how does this work? Okay, so you check out the budget from the previous year, and you check out your expenses and how that compared. And then you, the clerk treasurer is responsible for writing up the draft. The mayor looks it over, communication, communication, department heads, you know, what worked for you, what did not work for you. And then you submit it, but it's not just the mayor and the clerk treasurer. Council has to vote on that. It, it's council. They vote yes or no. They yeah. accept or decline yeah. the what budget you, as presented. Right. What were you saying about parties? It, it doesn't have anything to do with parties. You talking about Republican and Democrats? No, I don't. Did I did I say a party something party related? No, I think you meant like the parties involved. Oh like, yeah, the parties. Oh involved. okay. Yeah, the groups involved. Yeah. Okay, the groups yes. involved. Yes. Yeah. So clerk treasurer does the draft. Yeah, and present it to the mayor, and you look at the past, what's worked, what hasn't, yeah. Right, okay, so, so you're the clerk treasurer before budget time and presenting it to the mayor is taking the budget from the previous year and making compare, adjustments, tweaking yeah, to it, you know. Tweaking to it based on the department projected amount of money. A, a little bit more because XYZ is coming down the road. You know, this department did good with their budget last year. Can they do without a little bit? And it's moving it around to be what's going to be most efficient going forward in the future. It's presented to the mayor, mayor approves it, and then it's presented before the council and it's up or down. If they vote it down, then it reverts to the previous year's budget. And I would assume that the, would I be wrong in assuming that the mayor is working hand in hand with the treasurer during that process? Yes. It should be. Yeah. It should be. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, okay. you're not wrong. Yeah, that is gotcha. correct. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you, you're, the two positions are working together to craft the budget. Yes. Correct. Okay. Correct. With the help of, yeah, the department heads and the council. I was going to say, and then I, I know with the county process, uh, I'm a failed candidate for county council, so I know more about that side. I, <laughs> I live, I live four, five doors down from city limits, so I don't, I don't get a say in the city election. Uh, I'm like Washington D.C. though. I'm a water utility customer, so I'm taxed with okay. representation. So I'm I'm a party to it. I still write a check every month to the county to the city, but I don't I don't get a vote. Um, I assume that the there are workshops or some sort of involvement with all of the department heads as well to say, hey, we're anticipating a capital need, or we need, you know, I'm sure they're not asking to shrink their budgets, but they're trying to communicate with the mayor, with the clerk treasurer of of what they expect for the next year. Yeah, correct. Right. And so the mayor's race is turning out to be a little bit more contentious um, as the time has gone on. Uh, do you guys think that you can – the working relationship with either mayor would be good between you guys despite party affiliations? Well, I mean it should be uh, what's in the best interest of the city first and foremost. I mean people are going to have political disagreements. People are going to have personal disagreements. Uh but the job is of clerk treasurer in presenting the budget is to get with the mayor and to work with them for the best feasible financial plan going forward that's going to work for, like she said, all the department heads and everything else. I mean, it, we need to learn to put egos aside and to work together for what's best for the community, whether it's Democrat, Republican working together, whether it's Republican, Republican, whether Democrat, Democrat. There needs to be a system in place where 
there's a mutual understanding and respect to make that budget work and present the best budget possible. And yeah, hopefully of the, uh, the way I'm seeing it and thinking about it is the clerk treasurer is going to have a little bit of more in-depth knowledge into the exact numbers of things. And we'll be able to, if, you know, especially if the mayor is of an opposite party, be able to be like, well, listen, this is, this is kind of how things are working out. This is what the department heads are saying. They can't do this without this. And, um, I, I feel like that that's a, that could be a, a good thing. Right, right. I'm hoping we got a ton of people watching because a lot of people don't understand that. You uh, know, I, I can tell you that the, the head count of people watching has just only continued to increase all through. It's been building all the way through. So, <laughs> so let's, um, let's rewind yeah, yeah. and go back over everything <laughs> on how we do this. Yep. And the full form podcast will be out too. If you jump on bosshogliberty.com, you can always catch the full podcast later if you're joining, if you're joining us in progress. Um, all right. So throughout the campaign process, and I've, I've said having competitive races is good because it gets us all talking about the issues that are there. Um, in the mayor's race, the budgeting process, and I, I assume the way that accounts are tracked has, has been a frequent conversation. And this week, the Morgan for Mayor campaign uh, released a document from the state of Indiana saying that we are being put on a corrective action list from the state board of accounts. And it looks like a number of different municipalities are on that. Um, can either of you explain to me, or I guess both of you explain to us, what that means and what the city will have to do to comply with having being put on a corrective action list and how, how we function with that. I assume that one of you is going to have to deal with that in the new term. It's a challenge. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Every year we get audited. I don't know why, you know, like maybe because it's an election (laughs) every year we get audited and that is to protect everybody, you know, go over all the finances every year. And, it's called findings if they see something that they want you to work on and then they want you to come up with a plan. That's what that is. That can be something as simple as, okay, Ashley put that receipt down. It was paid by a credit card. She put it was check. How do we avoid that mistake? Something simple like that. Or, and so you come up with your, um, your plan. How are we going to do that? Hey, we're going to have, Two eyes. We're going to have somebody check every time. And so then you come up with a basket, which is what we did, and everybody goes in it, and we make sure we have two signatures on everything, so we're double-checking. That is all that means. You're improving and, controls. Exactly. And and there's nothing wrong with that. You want to constantly be improving, constantly checking things. So, But we do get audited every year. We, we have to do that, and we want to do that. So... And it's been out for over two months. Anything to add, Corey? Uh, The report that I believe Jeremiah is referring to is the one that came out last Thursday that, along with several other towns and cities, um, we have been recommended Newcastle to be put on a corrective action plan. That is something that, in my opinion, is uh, not good. It's true we do get audited every year, but there have been repeat infractions in this office through the the years, and there have been several corrective action plans that have been um, agreed to but have not been met. There's been reports that have been consistently filed late, uh, cash accounts that are consistently overdrawn, and basically we've been on the naughty list too many times, and I'm afraid that the state may come in and start calling the shots. 
And that would be terrible for everybody because we need to keep local control at the local level. And when you keep making mistakes and audits keep on flagging you for the same infractions over and over again, it's just a matter of time before the state will come in. If it's the same administration, they, they may very well come in. If it's a new administration, they still may very well come in. But if I am elected, I actually look forward to working with the State Board of Accounts to try to get to the bottom of what the issues may be in the city and try to correct those as efficiently and as fastly as possible because we are sliding into debt. So We, we, we are get, already in debt, and it's, it's growing, and we need to stop that backslide. We need to, we need to pull the e-brake and start going the other direction. We need to have sound finances in this city. I mean, you can't keep going to the ATM and pulling out money and pulling out money and pulling out money and pulling out money. At some point, it's going to come back to get you. In your personal life, there's going to be overdraft fees. There's going to be things that you have to pay back with interest. A city works the same way, only the city can just keep drawing and keep drawing. We need to start reeling that back in before it really comes back to bite us. And what are your main what are your main concerns with is my main concern is debt. My main concern is we need to get a hold on our debts and come up with a, a a real working plan to pay back the money that we have borrowed against ourselves with the interest in a timely manner so we can really start getting financially healthy in this town. We can take out money and to, to do X, Y, or Z to splash some paint on some buildings or to pave a couple roads or something. But is that fixing the water pipes? Is that fixing the water mains? Is that basic infrastructure that we need to attract more business, which will broaden the tax base, which will bring us more income so we can be financially stronger in this city. We need to really look at that. And my number one goal is to find out how we are spending every dollar and see if we can get more bang for our buck. Are we doing the best that we can do as a city? And, and that'll be my top priority in that office. Uh, what about you, Ashley? I don't know. Um, I think that's a little dramatic. I think we're doing, yes, the in, the insurance. But you realize that we are not minus $8 million in the account, right? That That's a line with the health insurance, with us being self in, self-insured. And that is the first thing that I plan on doing is trying to – uh, chip away at that debt with the help of everybody else. So is it a is I went, you know like you? I have a business degree. So I is it a future obligation of hey we've got eight million dollars to pay over time? Is it an eight million dollar cash deficit this year? What's the eight million dollar number? It, it's it's over time. Yeah, you you know yeah you're right. You don't want you don't want that. But again, self insured is where we the city pays your insurance bills. Right. And it's kind of, you know, it exploded and, you know, it's brought to everybody's attention. And I think uh, the mayor said that it's in the budget for $3 million right off the bat for next year. So getting it down to five and then working towards that, chipping away at that. But we. So it is unfunded by $8 million currently. I don't know how to answer that. Unfunded. So like there's there's so it still needs to be funded by eight million dollars. Yes, and he's yes, going to be, he yes. wants to put and three million dollars. Yes, yes, again. and there are plans. And like I said, you, you got to come up with a plan, you know. And I had suggested let's do a one year plan, let's do a three year plan, and check it out. Maybe a five year plan, and check it out. 
But um, you got a lot of good people that work for our city. We, we have a lot of employees that work hard for it and don't think it's just paint on a building and paved roads. We love our city. And we feel like things, you know, are going pretty good with all that good stuff. The two million for, the, you know, what, that we celebrated at the castle for downtown—that's that's awesome. And um, yeah, but the there's always room for improvement, and absolutely that that eight million needs to be chipped away at. So, other than the insurance side, do you have other budget priorities that you that you're going into into a term? Well, saying hey, this is these are the. These are the items that I want to work with as the Ashley Huffman campaign. Um, the insurance—that's <laughs> the big one. Yeah, um, I'm I'm interested in seeing what is how the department heads feel. You know, hey, this is what I would like to see. This is what's going good for me. This is what not. I think that's really exciting to see to see what they need because uh, I think it's about the you know the people. Right. So it's uh it's talking to the the. The chief of police. Exactly. The chief of the fire what's department. What's your team looking for? Right. Yeah. What do you guys need? Mm-hmm. Um, and then here's what we can actually do. Right. <laughs> because right. we know that there's there's tight constraints. Um, and our did you know our insurance is one of our benefits? Right. You know, because. Yeah. And this, yeah, this so this is a conversation we've had, I think, with the county representatives that have been here and the city representatives over time is that we always – we we provide insurance to folks just like a private sector job would, but we choose, and I, it's been explained to me many times that it's cheaper to do it as self insured, right? That I guess the the cost or the there are more savings to be captured by having a self insured insurance program rather than shifting the risk to a third party insurance yeah. company. Uh, but it sounds like coming through the pandemic that there were some very large expenses yep. that maybe we didn't have in 2017, 2018, 2019, and now two or three years after the fact, now you've got some yep. really big expenses that have been, yeah. uh, that haven't been dealt with yet. Yeah. Is that accurate? Um, or been looked at. Yeah. But obviously with the, with the eight, yeah, you got to keep dealing with it. Okay. So we, we talked about the debt and making sure that we have, we're chipping away at that, um, any way that we can. However, in, in case of emergency, it, you're, you know, Dave Ramsey says you should have three months of, you know, of your income saved up for any time. Uh, but when you're managing a city's finances, do you think that we need to be putting money back? There needs to be a reserve for different Absolutely. things, or should it all go to chipping away at that? Uh, well, there is a balancing act that you, you have to, you know, make sure that the department heads have the funding that they need to run the city. I mean, it's very important. You also have to have money for infrastructure. You have to have money for the day-to-day operations. You have to have money for payroll, for insurance. You have to chip away at the debt. You also have to save. There's a a lot of plates that are spinning all at once, and you need to figure that out. And that's one of the the toughest aspects of this position is you're the person that looks at the numbers and figures out this is how much we have coming in. This is how much we have going out. What can we do? What can we save? What can we divvy up, you know, who, who's going to deserve what, like not everybody's going to be happy all the time. Some departments are going to get a little bit more because maybe they have more employees or maybe they have more urgent needs. And these are things that you have to consider every single one of those things. It it is a full-time job that deserves a lot of attention, but yes, to answer your question simply, yes, we, we do need to have a rainy day fund. We do need to have 
money in the reserves because if something were to happen, we still need to pay our employees, pay their benefits. We have we have a city to run, and it doesn't happen for free. All right. What good is it being debt free if it sucks to live here? <laughs> <laughs> the the other side of it too is that you. I'm sure there are pressures on the city to continue for the for the city employees for wages to go up as they've been facing increased home prices, increased fuel fuel prices, increased grocery prices. Yeah. All of the uh, everything has been inflating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then the city also has to find a way to to find cash to pay for and attract and retain city employees. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the challenges. It's a part of that compensation yeah. package you're talking about. Yeah. All right. Any any more comments on from your side on the um, on the cash reserves or, or strategies? Uh, no, I agree. It's a bunch of spinning plates and uh, just I, I feel like a lot of good communication with the people who know what's going on, the people behind the scenes, the people who know the needs and the wants and things like that. Good communication, good teamwork. You're going to hear me say that all the time with a good leader, right? So you, that leads us right into the next set of the, the, the notes for us here, and that's the transparency idea. And I guess I, it, it, for, forgive all of our ignorance because I don't know that we spend a lot of time looking at the clerk-treasurer office, but I think we're learning tonight how important it is for a community. How, how would you, Ashley, be able to make the office more visible, transparent, and communicate what's happening from your office to the, to the citizens? Well, of course, uh, an open door policy, you know, that's always a big one. And then uh, promoting the meetings. There's, you know, a part at the beginning of every city council meeting where people can come up and uh, Has talk. Zach Bertram ever stood up and talked? Because I, I hear he goes, but he doesn't say anything. He goes. I see him there. I stay pretty quiet. <laughs> He's in the back row. I'm taking notes. I know I got forced to the back row because all these people show up to the meetings now. <laughs> they throw a fit about something. They speak up about something. It's usually important. It and then as soon as their popular. topic is over, they just leave. Yeah, they do. And then there's just nobody else. And I'm just yeah. stuck in the back row with yeah. like three rows. And just like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, everybody, second row, first seat off the aisle. So maybe Zach needs a placard. Maybe Zach, the, the city council, we'll the get county you your council, own the mayor. Chair. The, the mayor he needs yeah. to get a placard for Zach Burcham. Well, Burcham's. one week I sat back in, in true my form. I helped Dick and get the video feed started, and there was no sound. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. Well, sorry, Eric. He's as good for the he city did, as he, he is for us. Yep. <laughs> hey, I'm as good as my pay. You get what you pay for. He figured it out the next week. We got you a sweet job with this. Study. I take the, notes. The, I don't uh, speak up. The Here's the problem, though, is they – a legit complaint of mine <laughs> is that they do that at the very beginning of the meeting. And then they do the around the council, which I, well, I call it the around the council. So they go to all the council members and ask them for just things that, that have come up to them or whatever. And then through that, through the meeting, I will have, I could speak about three or four things by the end of the meeting because they've brought stuff up that now sparks my memory. Because usually, especially like the last couple of weeks, I'm screaming in from practice or something or like I've been at work. I haven't been thinking about stuff that's popped up. And so like, I think like even Jeremiah was messaging me about a drain that needs to be addressed at an intersection that they were talking about, but the citizens parts over, but like, I get reminded of stuff all the time. Sounds so. like you need to bring that up on the November 2nd mayoral candidate episode. <laughs> I, they changed, they changed the format of the city council meetings. And I can't recall if that's just what they changed. But the, the, I think it used to be at the end, or is they, they've changed. I can't remember exactly what they changed, but 
the timing of around the council and ordinances and whatever and the well, that's public speaking were in a different we're different order like a year now. and a half ago and then they've worked their they've switched it up a little bit. So. They, they want to try to get people in and out quickly. It, it, it feels very abrupt because they get done with the last ordinance of the day and they're like, oh, and we're gone. And I'm like, it still feels weird. So they used to have, I think they used to do the around the council after that or something like that. But yeah, yeah, I don't speak up much. But I, I take notes. Ashley, we, 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 we changed subjects in the middle of transparency. Is there anything else on the transparency side that you want to share or oh. the, the, on the priority side um, or ideas you want to bring to the office? Just communication, communication, communication. Yeah. All right. Corey, tell us tell us your feelings and, and your view for how you would handle communication and transparency from the clerk treasurer's office. I think the uh, city website needs a good overhaul. It's very clunky. It's very frustrating to uh, navigate. If you're curious about the city budget, city finance, you know there should be a quick link to get on there. Right now, you have to go to uh, the city page and then go to the clerk treasurer page and scroll down, and maybe a link will be there. Maybe there isn't, and it's. Not very direct, not very easy to navigate, not very user-friendly. I think uh, on most of our city election episodes, the city website needed an overhaul has been brought up. I just think, I mean, the, the city doesn't have money. It's taxpayers do. And we need to be held account to that. You guys who vote, who pay into the system, you deserve to know how your money's being spent, where it's being spent. And I think a couple clicks to have, you know, X amount of dollars were spent for this, and this is how much came out of this fund, and... This is how much was private donations. This is how much was part of a state grant. People need to easily be able to access that so they can understand the finances of the city and understand how their money is being spent. Because if they don't know, then it's just trusting and forgetting and not being involved. And we need more public involvement. We need more people to show up to the meetings, all meetings, the council meetings, the county meetings commissioner meetings like people need to go to meetings people need to be involved because the way our society is set up the people have the power have you, you need to know what's going on with your elected officials and you need to be involved have you looked at uh, how the previous budgets have been written out and i have i actually stuff? have a copy of the most current and downloaded in my phone right now is it uh does the court treasurer have like is there a certain format that has to be followed with that like like a meeting has to follow robert's rules of order does is there a certain format I don't know if that I'm state? not sure of. Yeah, I don't know if they have to follow that, but I have seen the format. Yeah, so it, I just didn't know if there was any thought behind that of like I really want to change it to make it more easily readable or whatever. If that was kind of out of your guys' hands, yeah. I know how stuff like that can be in government. Yeah, yeah, make it easy for yeah. the public, and it, it yeah. does need government needs to be easier for the people to access it because people don't access it because they get frustrated and then they just throw their hands up and then the public is not engaged and the people that are elected just keep doing whatever they want to do because no one's paying attention and no and one's we, looking. We at talked it. about it. We need to hold people the, accountable. Uh, the judges, candidates, the city judge candidates, how just trying to find a city ordinance right now is such an undertaking. I brought up. I got. Our uh, building neighbor, Brian Nichols, I was asking about a parking ordinance, and I only was able to look it up because I go to meetings. I have notes. Notes are dated. I could look up the meeting minutes for that date because I – but, like, if everybody in the city council meeting did that, there would be, like, seven of us that would have that level of <laughs> – like, there's not that I many of us that stick you.
And, and I think the I, clerk treasurer who keeps the minutes are probably yeah, the only ones yeah. that have that level and of notes. And then maybe if the Courier Times sends somebody, that, yeah, we're the only three actually that could. But I'm like, oh, I knew this came up. I was there for this. And, and then you have to go back through and remember, well, what meeting was that? Luckily, I take notes on my phone in a Google Doc. And so I can search my Google Docs for like parking pops up. I knew the date. I could look up the date. And that's how I found it. But I'm like, I knew, like as, I, steps, I, knew though, right? as I did it, though, that if you don't have notes and have the date and or the ordinance number in like available, you'll never find it. Cause I tried to look up stuff. So yeah, that's come up about every week now. Yeah. Cause I, cause yeah, you look up, first of all, just what's that? The city web goes like Newcastle, I net or something. It's like an odd website even to remember to get to, but yeah, it's not easy to navigate to find ordinances and stuff. And I think to go back to the original question with transparency, like, I mean, how much more transparent, of government can you get then if you have a question you go to the city website you type it in boom there's your answer does the clerk treasurer's office handle the water department no, like water bill at this point the utility bills and paying that because it's changed like all it, it, it I, once again this is my one involvement with the city well, I, I guess i'll ask physically where's the clerk treasurer's office is it in the same building as the mayor yes. yes okay well they're taking water payments down yeah. By the police department. So yeah. I'm guessing not. No. Okay. It's two different buildings. Because I, I used to have like online access where I could pull up my water oh, bill I heard and the see dang- what it was. And then in the last two months, it's just vaporized. And now I just have to sit by the mailbox and hope it shows up. I get and my bill. I still get my bill electronically. And I just, uh, whatever, bill pay it. But I have no talk on the Boss Hall of Liberty. I'm, I, it's just an administrative function. I'm going to abandon the city. It's because you're outside the city. I'm just going to dig a well. Maybe I'm one of like 200 customers that has to do it this way. But dig, you got to dig it in the I'm, front I'm, yard I'm next to your grinder pump from your sewer. Dig my own well uh, and, and just pray, I think, is what we're so going to do. They've revamped it up where you can pay it online. Well, I, I just want to see the bill. Oh. I, don't, I just want to be able I can to see still a copy see mine. of it. I get emailed a PDF. I do, too. Oh. I get it twice, I, actually, because I, I, never, I never log in to see it. So I get a reminder with another copy. Yeah, of it I get that, that says, too. Hey, I'm looking to bill you up this month. Uh-huh. I like, guess because you told me the first time. I don't know. It. It's. Uh, I always would log into the website, username, password, see my bill, view it, download my statement, say, "Hey, pay, pay the bill." That functionality went away like a month ago, uh, and now I just have to hope and pray that it shows up. But then, um, yeah. Anyway, that's that. <laughs> this is my this is my testimony. Um, what. Going back to transparency, they're going to cut off my back water, off of water bills. Um, is there? Do you think that there's anything that the treasurer's office can do to try to get more people involved? Because I mean, Ashley, you were talking about trying to talk to people about what they need, but as far as just the average citizen, right? Uh, Bulletin board outside. This is what's go- bulletin board outside. This is what's going on. Uh, just, ask yeah. questions. Yeah, I don't know who does the website. You, we're talking about the website. I don't know who does that. I, um, I, none of the city council candidates have known either. <laughs> so someone just established a city <laughs> website long time ago, and it's just it's been running. That's its a way. good. That's a good question. Yeah, it, I'm starting to figure out whoever does the website. Parties, we've not elected up. them. I don't know who it is, but they are an un, they are an un, unelected. Uh, Maybe that should be a new elected office, the city website. City manager. webmaster. Listen, we didn't have that whenever the state constitution was written, but it's time for an amendment. What about like, uh, uh, lunch, you know, like lunch and learns things like that? Hey, if you want to hear about it, and you can't make our, you know, stuff like that. 
maybe see what people are looking for. What, what would you like? You know, if you're interested donuts in and learning. Some, yeah, I've, I've been waiting on that one. Maybe yeah, just a, just, a, just an <laughs> opportunity for donuts, mm-hmm. <laughs> some coffee. All right. So, tell us about. I, and I, I know this is something Brenda Greider has been very visible with, and that's been a communication piece for the city, and, and it, that that's been the most visible side of the office to me is that if there is a community event happening or maybe a utility outage or something happening, uh, Brenda has been very quick to make sure that folks have the alarm's been sounded. So I don't know if that's an official duty of the role or just something that Brenda does, takes upon herself, but what are the, what are the administrative ta- tasks of the clerk treasurer office, Ashley? Well, the big thing's the budget. Um, I do think Brenda kind of takes that on, but that is a excellent bonus you know, like you said, she's been very good with that. And uh, also, not just Facebook, though. You know, the paper, maybe the radio, things like that, because not everybody's on Facebook. Um, I don't know if you know this, but clerk treasurer duties are from the state. I noticed that last note, we can't just add and subtract things. Um, we are told by the state and what our duties are. The, I assume the minimum responsibilities for what you're going to oversee yeah. Or is it a Our, it's a it's a very strict this is these are the guide lines of what we can do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And th- did you know there's something called a clerk treasure school? I did now. There you go. Everybody learns something. Every you, you learn something today. There's a clerk treasure school that you're sent to and you learn those kind of duties and how to keep everything legal. Is that like a four hour class or like we send you away for sixteen I weeks think and we you have send to change us, your mailing? I address. think you send us away. <laughs> you send us away for a little bit. <laughs> I bet it's more fun than the coroner school. I, I think hope, of the coroner school. I hope clerk treasurer school. I heard people are dying to get in there. Yeah. I heard. I hope clerk treasurer schools <laughs> up near Roselawn. That would be great. They turn the AC up um, way higher at the at the coroner school. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Did you see me look at the camera and go? <laughs> are you cold in here? <laughs> oh my gosh! I turn the heat on. It's like sixty five. <laughs> I'm all right. I'll go. I'll go turn it up more for no, you. No, you're all right. Um, but with that, with that bottom piece there, I was talking more about the, um, like the administrative officials that you have, like hiring more people. Does there need to be more people in, in the office assisting with tasks? Do you think that there could even be not not necessarily less people, but just less going on? Um, no, I don't think there could be less going on. Um, we have to hire the people that we have the budget for. You know what I mean? Right. You know, and you don't want to unless it's, it's kind of a catch twenty two. I mean, you know, if you hire more people to lighten the load, well, now you have next less money to work with for what you're there to do. So right, yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, it's is it you know <laughs> very much a catch twenty two in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally get that. But the people that are in the office now are amazing, and then. You know, if you go to the different departments and, you know, maybe we need more field trips, you know, like when you're in school and you, and you go to the fire station oh, and things city, like that. The city open house. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's water department and the sewage department and, you know, the building inspector. That one's very busy. The two girls down there are really busy all the time. And uh, what we do in clerk treasurer's office, it's it's just very interesting on how it all works. And it would it would be good to educate more on that what are your thoughts on the administrative tasks at the office so we've talked a lot about the budget but not really about everything else Corey. um like ashley said it's you have to work together with the people that are in there um 
she could probably speak to her actual duties now better than I could. Um, she does have a leg up on me there is that she's, <laughs> she's in there and, uh, she kind of knows the day to day inner workings. And, uh, I am looking forward to finding those out and to see if there's a better way or a more efficient way to do that. It's just in my nature to look at things and examine them. And, you know, is this the best possible way or is there better ways to do it? I mean, there's a total of five, including the treasurer in the office, correct? Well, right now, it depends. Under the clerk treasurer, there is a total. One, two, three, four, five, including the treasurer. Including the, or, that, That's what I Wait, hold on. Six, including the Including, okay. Yes. Okay. Is there one, there's an opening or somebody that's farmed out? Uh, no. Um, one is a clerk for um, a different department. And then um, one that goes back and forth with water. Okay. Yeah. And then. So it's like a split. Yeah. Split and board. then a payroll, mm-hmm. a bookkeeper, and accounts receivable who just all do amazing work. I, I think doing having as much crossover in those positions would be beneficial for everyone. If someone's sick, if someone's out, then everyone else can cover for it. it it's good to have double coverage and to have that kind of communication um, amongst your team to try to cover any kind of gaps if you know if there's just one person who does x and they're sick or get hurt and can't come in you know is is that going to fall by the wayside or there are other people that understand that position and can step up and do that just basic managerial things as far as the day-to-day goes i I would like to see everyone being cross-trained for everyone else's position so that way if there is god forbid any kind of vacancy or any serious thing that comes up then the city doesn't have to wait for us to figure it out. We can have a backup plan already installed. Which right. we do that. There's Good. yeah, there's a, there's a lot of us that are like there's somebody on vacation right now. We're cross trained into into doing hers. And you know, administrative duties, things like that. Uh I think it's pretty cool to do trainings and uh maybe like personality test. How do you learn? You know, some people learn hands on. I learn learn by making horrible mistake time after time, and eventually I learned my lesson. There you go. That's have you way. have you taken a personality test? Um, Just to see. Yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was it was a bit of an ENTJ situation. Okay, ENTJ. Um, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. I remember. Yeah, yeah. There you go, and seeing that kind of thing. Yeah, you know. Um, Corey, on the on the communication side, I, I, maybe not. Maybe maybe you think that. Or is the clerk treasurer spot the spokesperson for the city of Newcastle, or do you intend to use the platform in a in a visible way? I wouldn't say uh, it's a, a spokesperson for the city. I'd say that's more of or a, a communication officer, I guess. Maybe, I guess it could be because uh, there is a lot of communication among the different department heads between you know the mayor and figuring out who needs what. But as far as uh, publicly, I think the only thing that really should be stressed to communicate is, you know, the accountability of our tax dollars of why certain things are spent in certain ways in that manner. Yes. I I think that the clerk treasurer should be very vocal and open with the public because they deserve to know how their money is being spent as far as being the face of the city or anything. Leave that to the mayor. That's, that's more of the office to uh, 
trying to get you guys your very own statues. When your term is up, we're going to say we're going to build a bench or a statue or something. To hey, celebrate. I'm, happy, I'm happy to be a communication leader. The, I like the, that stuff. The clerk treasurership <laughs> of, of Ashley or Corey as they, as they finish their 40 years of service to the city. Uh, and we finally let them go. Um, Start naming them. <laughs> 10 terms. This is the beginning of somebody getting 10 terms. Oh, That's my goodness. The clerk treasurer. Corey will finally have mayor. his kids out of the house by the time he serves his 10th term. Protector of the city. And to the mayor, yeah. All right, so let's let's. Uh, I guess this is we're we're getting to the point already where we can start wrapping up and talking about final thoughts. But um, anything that we left out, any other priorities you have, Ashley, or uh, just ways to contribute or be a part of the campaign, um, whatever whatever you'd like to to leave us with, we'll we'll go there. Okay, we talk about transparency all the time. I'd like to talk a little bit about timing. Okay. You know, making sure things are on time, uh, pay payments due on time or paid on time, you know, when they're due, things like that. Um, I think that's one of the big things that we need to do as a clerk treasurer. And Absolutely. also, the, I, I agree with her. 100%. Yeah. Uh, and the the constant, you know, hey, what's going on this week? What's going on this week? Saying like vendor bills, making sure that your your vendors. All of it. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. All the bills. I mean. And not only that, but the, the collecting of fees coming in needs to be done in a timely manner, and the payment of bills going out needs to be done. I mean, just like in your personal life. I, I mean, for me personally, bill comes in, bill goes out. I rarely even look at the due date. I pay it as soon as I can pay it, like as soon as possible. Things need to be paid in a timely manner, and then you know where you sit because people, oh, I'll pay that next week. And then, you know, maybe you go out to dinner, and the bill gets a little bigger than what you thought, and it comes, oh, it's due. I don't have the money for it. That's how you get yourself in trouble. Bill comes in, bill goes out. You need to pay everything in a timely manner and pay that up front. On time, baby. All right. Uh, Keeping track of records. If folks want more information on your campaign, I, I assume there's some door-to-door knocking, some, some of that stuff, volunteer oh, opportunities. Yeah. yeah. How do people, uh, people help out? Call or text Ashley Huffman at 765-524-9674. My number's all over Facebook with being a realtor. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, let's uh we'll do a final push this this last couple of weeks. She's got like three that. listings while she's sitting here with us today. Yeah. She's been killing it. Yes, yes. I can help you with all your real estate needs. <laughs> but yeah, just looking forward to yeah, a bright future and uh hey, what's working for you, what's not? Let's talk about it and see what we can do because uh we bleed green here. Go Trojans. Very good. Uh, Trojan's uh, youth coach, Zach, you got any final thoughts for us? Not really. Just... <laughs> He's taking his nap. Oh, my gosh. Like I said, sleeping on dead. Um, no. Um, oh, I am going to say so because I have a bit of a pet peeve. I listened to last week's show, and um, these people aren't running for anything that this would affect. Um, but if you have a candidate claim something that seems outlandishly insane, like Baker Park is a hub of crime. I'm going to nail this one real hard. Go question that. I'm in Baker Park five days a week. The only gang I run into is a gang of Frisbee golf enthusiasts, one of which is a former state policeman. And I joked with him about, watch out, the gangs are here. He's like, the only gang out here is the Frisbee golf gang. So I generally don't like to pick apart candidates' platforms, but like Baker Park, is as nice and as busy and as safe as it has been my entire life. And I've heard two different candidates tell me that they don't feel safe there, but we don't have any trouble running our cross country kids through there. 
And every time we go in there, literally, like, there's one day a week, it's like 30 people playing Frisbee golf every week in the park. Does that sound like a dangerous place to be? So any other things like it might do be not Baker Park after dark? I get, I, <laughs> I guess I don't know. They all leave and then, um, so just in general, local politics parties really don't matter in town. Please don't vote for a party. And if you hear a candidate just trying to paint the whole town as being awful and terrible, then please do your research on what's actually going on. Amen. And, That's and an research the actual candidates and what they things. actually are talking about and watch, listen to the podcast we've got. Cause we've given everybody that we can get on. Like offers have gone out. Jeremiah has gone to great lengths to give everybody an opportunity to come on here and talk about it. Um, we've got the mayor and clay coming on in a couple of weeks. So like listen to what they actually have to say and vote for actual people. And if you hear something crazy, then maybe poke around and do a little research to see if they're just like blowing things up to like make a point that doesn't exist. See, you weren't sleeping. No, <laughs> I've been, I've been brooding on that one for about a week, but excellent. I love it. This is what happens when you take a week off. Mm-mm. All right, Corey, tell us final thoughts from your side. Anything we left out, anything you want folks to know how they can volunteer, co- donate signs. Aren't free. I assume walking materials aren't free. No, no. All those things cost money. Um, and I doubt anybody can donate sleep or time. So, uh, yeah, working 50 hours a week and then spending pretty much all of my free time doing things like this. Not that I don't enjoy it. And I thank you for the opportunity. But, yeah, uh, campaigning is pretty grueling and uh, not, not my most favorite part of it. I would have much rather, you know, hit been uncontested and I could spend the next <laughs> six months focusing on getting the game plan to going. But there were other plans in effect. And, uh this is what I've been doing for the past four months, but the end is in sight and whichever one of us wins and best of luck to you, Ash. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Have to have a crash course on getting everything together. Transition will be a very uh, swift process, I'm guessing. But uh, yeah, if you want to support myself then you know, just go to the polls on the seventh and vote for me. If you want to vote for Ash, do the same. <laughs> I, I really want people to be more engaged politically. On a local mm-hmm. level is where it matters most. A lot of people argue about right and left on the national scale. That trickles down to your local level, but you can actually have an invoice. Uh, an invoice. I'm thinking about work. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually have a voice and an impact in your city and uh, get to know the people that want to represent you. And I strongly encourage people to show up to meetings and to show up and exercise your civic duty and vote. Yes, I, I, I really, vote. I really strongly encourage people yeah, to hopefully do that. Have and don't let the ballot confuse year. you. You know, that yeah. can be, oh. oh. We'll warn about that as it gets closer. Yeah. Okay. I, I it's will, confusing. Absolutely. Um, it, and that's going to be a part of my final, final thoughts as we, as we get there. Um, Dakota, anything else? Thanks, both of you guys, for coming on. Thank you both for running. Yeah. Um, Learned a lot about the clerk treasurer's office. This has been an interesting campaign season. Everybody look at me. I mean, (laughs) I'm a. This is the the first year we've ever had judges on, and also the first year that we've had clerk treasurer candidates on. So it's been uh, educational. I don't need, I don't, I live in Spiceland, so it doesn't affect me at all. Oh, but, you know, it's still good to learn. I mean, it's uh, it's good stuff. I I think that it's uh, it's good for everybody to hear. I mean, not just Newcastle residents, but I'm sure that there's 
lot of people who live in other class three size cities around the state that are learning from this episode about what their clerk treasurer does as well. So yeah, our listening, our listening audience is all over the state of Indiana and even, even, even beyond the state boundaries, but if you can believe it, um, in Indiana, you, when some of these races, if you go in and you say, Hey, I'm just going to choose the, uh, choose, choose the Democrat or I'm going to choose a Republican that will actually undervote some of the races. So next week we have the at large city council candidates coming on. If you were to do that and just check that button and walk out, yeah. you're going to skip a, one of the very important races where it decides two of the people that you have representing you as a community. Um, so two of your three opportunities to choose your city councilman are chosen by you going line by line through the ballot. So that's the first thing is honestly, you can skip the party affiliation and say, I'm not going to vote that. It's going to give you an error message because the, mm-hmm. the voting equipment is designed very poorly, yep. uh, but it's going to give you that error. Uh, and then you can go through and choose each individual race. Um, I'm so appreciative of both of these folks stepping up and giving us a race and giving us to something to talk about. Um, as citizens of the community, I hope that you will all respect their time and effort by going out and voting and giving it some serious thought. Uh, I expect that we're going to have some very, very close races in the city this year. Um, the demographic of the city is changing a little bit, and we have... Some everybody in the city has multiple races to vote for, uh, so it's going to be a very, very every vote's going to count. Uh, we have at least one race in the city council right now that if five people had changed their vote last time, we would not have the people we have on the council. Uh, so it, it's literally going to come down to just a you know one or two families showing up or not showing up or changing their vote or deciding what they're going to do differently uh, can completely change what's going to happen. So. Um, with that, we say thank you guys very much for being a part thank of this. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And we, uh, we look forward to continuing the candidate series. Special thanks to uh, Wyland's Flowers and Big Bounce, uh, Big Bounce, Slick Pickle Sanitation. <laughs> uh, Big Bounce has been with us so many times, we like them too. Uh, but Slick Pickle Sanitation for sponsoring the program. We'll see you next week.